There are a few young people here, so I just wanted to get some context into this. You've all heard of Ed Sheeran, haven't you? But I'm going to be talking about a band that was even bigger than Ed Sheeran, okay? Just to let you know. And when this band was around, television had just started coming into being. So that's okay, so get that in mind. So on June the 25th, 1967, before some of you were born and some of, you were, some of us were just little toddlers and nappies, the BBC commissioned the Beatles to write a song for the United Kingdom's contribution to a TV show called, called Our, Our World, which was the first live global television link ever. The Beatles were asked to write and perform a song that would contain a simple message to be understood by all nations. So what was that song they wrote? Amazing group. Don't you agree? Some of us do, anyway. <laughs> and with that song, the Beatles struck a nerve that was felt around the whole world. And as it hit home in the heart of over 400 million viewers at that time, they quickly released it in the UK, where it soared to the top of the charts as number one. And then after that, they released the song in the United States, where it also reached the number one on the Billboard charts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we open your word, we ask that you will be with us so that we can fully understand what love is. Be with me, and may your Holy Spirit speak through me to your people, and may your people come to a greater understanding of what your love, and may we all be convicted to put your love into practice. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The concept of love reaches down into the deepest part of almost every human being's heart and soul. It is such an appeal to the human race that Amazon has over 245,000 books with love in its title. If you do a Google search on the word love, you will find that it has over 474 million entries on it. Even Britney Spears had a number one hit some years ago with a love song that's chorus appealed to the love-starved masses. I didn't put the um, visual on because it was a bit too graphic. But anyway, <laughs> so but you get the you get the feeling uh, you get the uh, her final uh, line in that uh, chorus is "Hit me, baby, one more time." And so for Britney Spears and millions who worship the concept of love with her through this song, it seems that being hit by someone is how she knows she's in love. Well, even though there is so much interest in love in our world at the moment and so many ideas about what love, it sure seems 
as if the world has truly missed the mark in understanding what love is and in defining love. So what about us? What's your definition of love? What is love? Think about it. What's your definition of love? Well, we come to an amazing section in the Bible. In fact, it's, it's an amazing section in John's letter. In fact, I love the way John writes because Paul I find very intellectual, and those of you who know me know that I'm not an intellectual person. And so I find John's letters just so much easier to understand. And John, in this passage here, has just absolutely nailed what the gospel's about. And so we come to this amazing section in John's letter that sheds light on this somewhat evasive and abstract subject called love. In the last 15 verses in 1 John 4, 7 to 19, and I hope you've got your Bibles open there so you can make sure that I'm not making this up, okay? And that's what your responsibility is to me to keep me online, is that in this passage, John uses the word love 29 times. And that is over two times more than in any other chapter of scripture. This passage emphasizes the fact that God is love and that each person in the Godhead plays a part in making God's love known to us. In verse 9, this is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So God the Father showed his love by sending his son to us, for us. In verse 10, we read, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is, God the Son showed his love by laying down his life for us. And in verse 13, we know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. That is, God the Spirit affirms his love by dwelling in us. So the big question is, why does God's love matter so much? I've got four points, and hopefully they're in the, in the, um, in the bulletin there. And if you have a pen, you can start writing some, some questions that if you want uh, me to answer later on. So my first point is, love matters, God's love matters so much because God is the source of love. If we look at verse 7 and 8, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. We are called to love one another because, as verse 7 says, God is of love. In fact, God is the source of true love. He is the, he is the initiator of love. He is the example of love. And he is the creator of love. By loving one another, we establish that we have been born of God and that we know God. Whoever does not love others does not know God. Why? Because God is love. He is the source of love. And because he is the source of love, we, his children, are impacted by him. We become conduits of his love. Because God is the source of all love, it is essential that his children display God's love to the world. We will see later on in this passage that God uses us to make his love known to the entire world. In other words, God's love 
is identifiable through us. The Greek word that John uses for us, loving one another, in verse 7, is agapoa. While the word he uses to describe the love of God as, as, is agape. Now, now agapoa is a verb in the present tense. It is the verb for the noun agape, which is God's unconditional, unwavering love for us. In this verse, John is telling us that because God is agape, we, as his followers, must display agapoa. Have I lost you? In plain English, okay? Because God is love, we must live our lives by loving others. This is essential to the Christian faith. In fact, the Bible tells us that, show, that, us, tells us that showing agapoa, that is, love in action, towards others, is what proves that we have been born of God and that we know God. So why does love matter so much? Because God's love is identifiable. In verse 9 and 12, John writes this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So God's love is identifiable. Many people believe that love is that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. They unknowingly attribute those warm fuzziness, fuzzies that one experiences after watching, you know, Hollywood's version of a love story, or the overwhelming emotional fulfillment that takes place the moment we fall in love with someone. However, these emotional feelings are not love. They are in many cases the benefit or reward of experiencing love, but they are not love. So what is love? Because God is love and the source of all love, we must look to him in order to define love. When looking at God's word, we begin to realize that love is a choice which, produ which produces action that benefits others. We also begin to realize that love is not a recipient, meaning love never receives, it only gives. Let me give you an example. Sorry, Andrea. Andrea... Those of you who don't know, Andrea's my wife, okay? Andrea daily shows me that she loves me in practical ways. However, each and every time she does something to express her love for me in word or in deed, I receive the benefit of her love. I feel better, I get blessed, and yes, I do get those warm fuzzies, okay? But when I am experiencing all of the physical or emotional benefits of Andrea loving me and the emotional fulfillment that comes from that, if I am not in return doing the same to practically show her love, then in truth I am just receiving the benefits of love, but I am not loving her in return. Do you understand what I'm saying? Love only gives, it never receives. 
But here in verses 7 and 8, we see that we can identify what love is. Not only is love identifiable, but more importantly, God's love is identifiable through Jesus Christ in verses 9 and 10, and through his love for, and through our love for one another in verses 11 and 12. God reveals his love in the most, dram- in the most dramatic and powerful way by sending Jesus his only son, to die on the cross that we might live. This expression of love shows that we are defining love properly. How did God show his love? God defined, denied himself for our gain. He sacrificed his son so that we could have life in him. Jesus reveals the heart of God. Notice the boldness of John's words in verse 10. John says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Love is not that we love him, but that he loved us. Love is not the things we do for God, but what God has done for us. This is the proper attitude of the disciple of Jesus. We do not think about what we are doing for God. We do not see what we are doing as a sacrifice or forsaking ourselves. All that we see and are motivated by is what God has done for us. So what did God do? As I said before, he sent his son as a propitiation for our sins. God removed the offense of sin and covered our sin by his mercy so that our relationship with God which we as humans have broken, is restored. This act of sacrifice by God reveals God's love towards us. So see how God's love, so see how great God's love is for all of us. We see how much he loves you and me. There, are no, there, is, there was no question that God wouldn't have sent his son to save mankind. He loves us beyond all measure. God's love cannot be quantified. Look at verse 11. John in verse 11 gives us, as followers of Jesus, a life instruction. Since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. So what God did for us drives us to do the same for one another. God's love should be seen in us as we love one another. No one has seen God. A lot of non-Christians say that. How can you worship a God that you don't see? So how do people see God? They see God through us, in how we treat one another, in how we look after and love one another. This is how others see God, because he is seen in us, and that he, he is seen in us and that he also abides in us. We prove God by the love we show one another. So why does God's love matter so much? If we look in verse 13 and 16, because God's love is experiential. We can experience God's love in our lives. We can be assured of God's love, while at the same time, we can experience God's love through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Just as the Holy Spirit is grieved by our sin, causing us to grieve, so too do we experience God's love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. 
In Romans 5, 5, Paul says, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the, by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. In verse 14 of our passage, John says, he, John, has seen and can testify that God has sent Jesus to be the savior of the world. So too have we experienced God's love through the way we have seen him moving in our lives and given us a testimony for Jesus. So whoever confesses Jesus as the son of God and confessing that he is the savior, it is then that we are able to experience God's love in verse 15. We know personally what the love of God feels like because he has poured his love out into our lives through his spirit. Again, looking back at Romans, how Paul talks about how God has given us the Holy Spirit. God's love also gives us assurance in verses 17 to 19. God's love gives us the assurance on the day of judgment. God's love gives us assurance to overcome fear in verse 18 because his love for us is unconditional. I'll just repeat that. God's love to us is unconditional. We can never be separate from God's love. Paul, in Romans 8, verses 38 and 39, says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in conclusion, how can we apply this as, as uh, disciples of Christ? In Romans 12, um, 16 to 19, Paul writes, love needs to be sincere. It's to hate no evil, it's to cling to what is good. I'm sure you're all aware of that uh, passage. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And Paul goes on. Even though there is so much interest in love and so many ideas about what love is, the world has really, truly missed the mark in understanding what love is and how it is supposed to be. And that is why it is so crucial for us as a body of Christ to be ambassadors for Christ. We who love God with our whole heart and love must show love one another as Christ has loved us. Jesus tells us that it is when we do this, that is, loving one another, putting your Christian brother and sister's needs before your own, being sacrificial towards them, then the world will know that we are Christ's disciples. And they will know what true, what love truly is. And with this, they will see that there truly is a God worth finding out about and accepting his grace. And this is why God's love matters. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your amazing sacrificial love in sending your son Jesus to pay the price for our disobedience. 
knowing that nothing in this universe can ever take away your love for us. Help us, in turn, to love one another as you have loved us, knowing that it is in giving and not receiving that your love is demonstrated to the rest of the world. May others see you in us, displaying your love as we go about our daily lives. And this we ask in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen.